0: Welcome to Feed Well Messages, a comprehensive library of teachings from the Word of God by God's servant, Reverend George Adeboye. It is our prayer that God's Word to you through these messages will be inspiring and motivational. As you listen intently, meditate deeply and be a doer of God's Word. God bless you.
1: Declare to be a month of legacy 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 a month when God will do indelible things in your life that will make you leave footprints on the sands of your own time it will not be said of you that you just came and passed through you will leave an impression you will leave a footprint you will leave marks. you will chart a course you will be an eternal excellence that joy of many generations your memory shall be blessed in the earth because of you. The earth will be a better place for people to live in. Can I have an amen? Yes. Do you know because of some people, some places are they are becoming better places to live in because some people with vision and dreams that God has given them. This morning to Hebrews eleven, the epistle of Paul the apostle, Hebrews chapter eleven. And I would like to read verses 5 and 6 only, before I share the word of God, and what I believe the Lord has given me to share with you this morning. Hebrews 11, verses 5 and 6. Are you there? This is the counsel of God. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seeking by the grace of god this morning the title of my message is it is my desire it is my desire the question now is what is it that is my desire shall we pray father thank you for your holy written majestic word how sweet are your words to our taste, sweet as the honey, yea, as the honeycomb. Lord, let your word and your spirit have a free course among us. Anoint me to share this word in the way you have revealed it to me, O oh God. And anoint the people to receive it in a way in which it can profit them and bring about the benefit that you solely desire and require of them. May your great name be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. It is my desire. One of the early decisions I made when I became a disciple of Christ, one of the early decisions I made when I gave my life to Christ was that I decided... I was going to be like him in every aspect and every area of my life. I made up my mind. that It was a decision. It was a choice of my will. No one sat me down. No one explained it to me. But I just made a choice. I made a decision that I was going to be like Christ. Truthfully, What does it mean to be a Christian? When we say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a child of God, what does it mean? It simply means Christ-likeness. It simply means to be like Christ. That is why the Bible tells us that when the disciples and the believers were first of all called Christians, they were called Christians by people who were themselves not believers. People who are themselves not believers looked at them. They observed their speech. They observed their carriage. They observed their lifestyle. They observed their conduct. And they took knowledge of what being with Jesus had done to those people. The Word of God tells us in Acts chapter 4 verse 13 that when the Sanhedrin saw that the apostles whom they knew were ignorant and unlearned men. But they saw that there was a boldness about them. They saw there was an assurance. There was a confidence about them. They took knowledge of what being with Jesus had done to them. So I made up my mind that, look, I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm going to give you some reasons why I made up my mind, seven reasons why I made up my mind that I was going to be like Jesus. I mean, I don't know about you, but up till today... That is still my strongest heart desire to be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. To to be like him in word, in thought, in deed, in choice, in conduct, in courage, in choice making, in relationship with others, and in relationship with God. That today is still my desire. But I made up my mind I was gonna be like Jesus. Because of seven reasons. And I'm going to share this with you very quickly. The first reason why I decided I was going to be like Jesus was that when I became a child of God, the first books that I read in the Bible were the Gospels. The Gospel according to St. John was what I started with. Then I read St. Matthew. Then I read St. Mark. Then I read St. Luke. And I was fascinated. I was challenged i was provoked i was motivated by the lifestyle of jesus his birth his growth his ministry his death his burial his resurrection his ascension i was particularly motivated and i felt look if i can just be like this man if i can just live my life like the way he lived it i will be happy that was the first reason why i wanted to be like jesus the second reason why i wanted to be like jesus was because or is because as i started reading the bible i started seeing that the bible commands us the word of god commands us that we should be like him first john chapter 2 verse 6 says he that seeth he abided in him even so walk even as he walked. I started seeing that the scripture tells us we should forgive like he forgives in Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Even as Christ have done, even so do ye. So I decided I was going to be like Jesus because I wanted to be a doer of the word of God. Because the word of God tells us that we should be like him. First John chapter 4 verse 17 says, as he is up there so are we supposed to be here on the earth first corinthians 15 49 and 15 49 tells us that as we have born the image of the earthy so god also expects us to bear the image of the heavenly so the second reason why i wanted to be like jesus was because i saw that in god's word every child of god was required and expected to be like Jesus. In other words, it is demanded, it is expected, and it is commanded of every child of God to be like him. That was the second reason why I wanted to be like him. The third reason why I wanted to be like him is that I learned in the word of God that God wants us to be like him. And I did not want to offend God if that is how god wants me to be like who am i not to want to be like jesus christ i mean that's what the word of god tells us in romans chapter 8 verse 28 and 29 he said we do, we know that all things work together for good for them who love god who are the called according to his purpose from whom he did for no he did predestinate that we may be conformed to the image of his son I was able to realize that when God was sending Jesus Christ to the earth, there were two things at the back of his mind. He was sending Jesus Christ so that you and I can have an idea of how God looks like. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3 says, God, who in Sunday times and divers moments in time past, spoke to us by the prophet, have in this last day spoken not to us by his son, who is the brightness of his glory. In other words, this is the glory of God. God now decided to send Jesus to reflect that glory. Jesus was the express image of his person. In other words, this is the person of God, but God sent Jesus to express his image. God sent Jesus to show us how God looks like, so that he that has seen Jesus must have seen the Father. Not only did God send him to show us how God looks like, But God also sent him to show us how he wants us to look like. He sent him to show us how God looks like. But he also sent him to show us how he wants us to look like. If God sent Jesus Christ to come and give us an understanding of who God is, and to come and also show us how God wants us to look like, then... It is proper and right for me to desire to be like Jesus. So I desired to be like Jesus because I know that God sent him to let me see how he wants me to be. Now the word of God says God is not a man that he should lie. Now the son of Man that he should repent in Numbers 23 verse 19. But God now sent a man to show us what we can be like as a man. Of course, when the Bible tells us be therefore perfect as your heavenly father is perfect in matthew 5 48 we may not understand it when the bible tells us in uh, in ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 be imitators of god as their children we may not understand it but when he sent jesus christ to us not only did he show us how he god looks like but he was also showing us how he expects us to look like and so I desire to be like Jesus because I believe that God wants me to look like him. The fourth reason why I desire to be like Jesus was because as I was reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I could see that Jesus Christ was calling us to be like him. He was calling us to be like him. He told the apostles. In matthew 4 19 he said follow me and i will make you fishers of men i read matthew 11:28 28 and 29 come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for i'm meek and lowly in heart you will find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my body is light i started seeing scriptures like luke chapter 6 verse 40 a disciple cannot be greater than his master He that shall be perfect shall be like his master. I saw John 14, 12. The work that I do shall you do also. Even greater works than this shall you do. Because I go to the Father. Jesus Christ kept encouraging us to be like him. As my Father hath sent you, even so send I you. John 17, 14. John 17, 16. He said, I am not of this world, even as you are not of this world. I read scriptures like Colossians 3.10, which says we are renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created us. So my heart desire was to be like Jesus. I mean, I just wanted to be like Jesus because the word of God says I should be, because Jesus encouraged me to be, because God encouraged me to be, and because I could see that being like Jesus was the best thing I could be. So I wanted to be like Jesus. It was that hard. It just welled up in me and started controlling me. And whenever I find myself in a situation, whenever I find myself in a circumstance, when I'm insulted by people, when I'm criticized, when, I'm, when I feel unhappy, I ask myself one question. What will Jesus do in this situation? I started practicing what Christians call the presence of God. If Jesus were in my shoes, if Jesus were living in this house, if Jesus were to deal with this situation, how will he do it? I started desiring it. And I will always want to do it like Jesus will do it. It's a desire, but it's hard. It controls me. It controls the word I speak. It controls the places I go. It controls the things I do. It controls how I treat people. It is a desire I have. And I'm telling you reasons why I desire to be like Jesus. Now, another reason, which is the fifth reason why I desire to be like Jesus was that one day. (laughs) And let me just say it like this. Another reason why I desire to be like Jesus is because He is the only perfect person that any person should want to be like it is wrong for you to want to be like me I was reading a book by Maurice Celuro years ago this was in the early stage of my Christian life and in that book Maurice Cerullo went to God Maurice Cerullo is an international evangelist a great man of God who has been tremendously used by God all over the world so Maurice Cerullo went to God and I said God i'm so impressed by the life of abraham you know so, you know something god god said no he said i want to be like abraham god said what you are saying is that you want to wait for almost 100 years because you, because you're gonna have your first child he said no he said so i don't want to be like abraham god said well if you want to be like abraham you want to pregnant your house girl he said no because abraham pregnated the house girl he said you want to be like abraham he said yes He said, Well, when you are like Abraham, then you want you 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 want you want to 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 to, to have a situation where you are going to rescue your brother or your or your member family who have been captured by the enemy and somebody said no no I don't want to be like Abraham. He said, Okay, I want to be like Isaac. God said you want to marry at the age of forty and give back to your first baby at the age of sixty, because that was what happened to Abraham. Isaac. Isaac got married at the age of forty. I mean, and get back to his first child at the age of 60. He said, no. Then God said, well, then you don't have to be like Isaac. You don't want to be like, you don't have to be like Isaac. He said, no, I want to be like Isaac. He said, then you are going to have to dig several wells and start several businesses and people will collect them from you. He said, ah, no, I don't want that. So he said, well, I don't want to be like Isaac. He said, okay, I want to be like Jacob. Ah, Jacob, do you know the meaning of Jacob? It means a thief. You want to steal your brother's pastor. I said, I'm not a thief, I'm not a thief you want to leave your country and go and serve with your member of family for so many years in, in servitude and have them to say no i don't want to so one after the other a small know, went to god and said he wanted to be like this he wanted to be like this he wanted to be like this and god started showing him the lapses and the weaknesses and the infirmities in the lives of all of these people he did not want to be like any of them so god now told him and said the best person you could always want to be like is Jesus and Jesus is the only person God wants us all to be like so I wanted to be like Jesus because he's the perfect example of someone that anybody who calls himself a Christian should want to be like the sixth reason why I wanted to be like Jesus is this I wanted to be like Jesus because I saw that even Apostle Paul who wrote half of the New Testament had that desire too, Apostle Paul. God used Apostle Paul to read to write 14 of the 27 books in the New Testament. And despite that, he still wanted to be like Jesus. Ah, I said then I would not want to be like Apostle Paul. I better be like Jesus than Apostle Paul himself wanted to be like because Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, he said that I may know him, the power of resurrection the fellowship of his suffering if need be and want to be made conformable to the kind of death that he died on the cross so i wanted to be like jesus because i saw that even as supposed to paul with all of his achievements with how far he had gone with the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the great exploits he did for the kingdom of god he still wanted to be like jesus and then the seventh reason why i wanted to be like jesus was that i wanted to be like jesus because by reading the scriptures and seeing all of these things that i have told you i know it will be very beneficial it will be very profitable it will put me in the position of control over demons it will put me in the position of control over circumstances i will be able to speak to demons as one under authority i will be able to heal the sick cleanse the leper i will be able to preach with a voice of authority i want that to be like jesus because i felt it was going to be profitable it was going to be beneficial it was going to help me in every respect so immediately i became a christian my desire was i want to be like jesus still today it's still my desire i have met the best of the men of god all over the world some of them apostles some of them pastors some of them evangelists some of them teachers some of them have other ministry gifts like government administration but you know something i don't want to be like any of them my heart desire my taste is to want to be like jesus you can learn from everyone but never ever as it were want to be like someone because there is nobody perfect and best that you and i can be like like except jesus christ he is the perfect model, the perfect specimen, the perfect example, the person that God has set before us that you and I can model our lives after. We are supposed to be little Jesuses and not little judges or little Johns or little Kenneth Higgins. We are supposed to be little Jesuses. We are flesh of his flesh. We are bone of his bone. We are supposed to reflect his body here on earth we are supposed to reflect Him. So I desire, as it were, to be like Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to listen to me this morning. It is my desire that's the testimony of my message. Now, as I closely wanted to be like Jesus, I started looking at various areas of his life. I started examining his exemplary qualities. I started examining those things that made him outstanding. I started looking at things about him that attracted me and fascinated me and held my attention. I started looking at things around and about him that made him different, that made him shoulder and head above many people around him. And I saw that one thing that made Jesus outstanding was his commitment, his dedication, and his absolute devotion to please his heavenly Father. I discovered that was the most important thing to him, to please his heavenly father. I saw that everything Jesus did had one thing at the back of it, not to please himself, not to please people around him, but to please his heavenly father. Many people here bother more about what people will say than what God will say you're bothered about what people will say than what God will say Paul said in 1st Corinthians 4 3 he said it's a small thing for me to be judged by man or by you he said even I do not judge myself to apostle Paul the most important thing was pleasing his Heavenly Father to Jesus the most important thing was pleasing his Heavenly Father Ladies and gentlemen, I have come to realize this, and I realized as a young Christian, that our ultimate goal as Christians, in what we do, in where we go, in the people we walk with, in the way we speak, in the way we dress, in when we do what we do, and how we do what we do, is this, is God pleased? Is God pleased? Our ultimate goal must be to please God. To please God. It must be our only goal. We should live every moment with the intention to please God. We should desire to obey him and pleasing him our first responsibility. My only goal is to please God. I am in this city to please God i do what i do to please god i'm not bothered about what anybody's opinion or condition of mind is i'm not bothered once i please god god will sort out men god knows how to sort out men god knows how to deal with situation and circumstances in our lives but the most important thing must be to please god and i found this in jesus christ his supreme outlook if you see him speak, if you see him dress, if you see him walk with people, if you see him give, if you see him pray, if you see him go to a place or do a thing in a particular way, at the back of his mind was to please God. Was to please God. You don't just marry to make yourself happy. You need to know that your life is not yours galatians 2 i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ that liveth in me the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me if he died for me then i was dead so that the life i now live should not be to please myself to please him who loved me and gave himself for me i discovered that pleasing god was jesus's supreme desire we should desire to please god in what we say we should desire to please god in where we go if you go to place, ask yourself being here does it please god there have been instances i wanted to travel but i just felt in my spirit god says stay and that's all and i stayed i stayed the people at the other end said oh we are expecting you we are waiting for you and i said listen to me if I come to that place, and I'm not a blessing as a, as a shield, or in coming, something happened to me that should not happen, you will soon forget me. There are people who try to please people, but you will never indeed please anyone. Pleasing God, it should be the most important thing. So then when I desire to be like Jesus, I discovered that the most important thing to Jesus was pleasing his Father, was pleasing his Father. We should desire to please God in what we say, in where we go, in how we do everything. We should desire to please God at all times. We should desire to please God in whom we walk with. I have had friends that I walk with and God said, that's not pleasing to me and I broke it. It doesn't cost me anything. It's the most beneficial thing for me to do. Because God is interested in my welfare more than anybody. Psalm 35 verse 27 He said, let them shout for John before, Be glad that favor of my righteous cause Let them say continually, the Lord be magnified Who taketh pleasure in the prosperity of his servant We should desire to please God In all we do We should desire to please God In the time We go anywhere We should desire to please God In the way we dress In the way we dress Listen to this We should desire to please God In the kind of music we listen to are some people who want to sing for god but you know what they are listening to worldly music but they want to sing for god god gave me a word for you yesterday he said you cannot line divine secrets through or from the devil's tricks you cannot line divine secrets from the devil's tricks if you want to do things for god you need to ask yourself go home and say god Does this music I does it please you? The way I dress, does it please you? The friends I work with, does it please you? The things I do, does it please you? Does it please you? And I believe that is a very important thing. It's my desire to be like Jesus. But one thing I found about Jesus, outstanding about him, was that he pleased God. He pleased God. That was the reason for his action, the inspiration behind his effort, the motivation of every of his efforts. I want to please God. I want to please God. I'm living in this city because I want to please God. I'm preaching the gospel because I want to please God. I would have preferred, naturally, humanly, physically speaking, I would have preferred to be a lecturer in the university, a professor of demography. I would have preferred it but the life i live is no longer mine when he saved me he took over absolutely those areas of my life so today one thing motivates me to please god you need to ask yourself is god pleased in the music i hear is god pleased how i am serving every time i ask myself lord are you pleased as to how i'm serving am i serving you acceptably am i serving and complaining Am I serving and compromising? Am I preaching and saying something I shouldn't say? Am I preaching and going to places I should not go? We must check back on ourselves in these areas. Am I pleasing God in how I serve? Am I pleasing God in how I respond to Him? Am I pleasing God in what I do with what He has given me? God blesses me, and he blesses me, and he keep blessing me. And one question is this. Am I pleasing God with what I do with what he has given me? Money is a gift from God. I, Haggai chapter 2 verse 8 said, The silver is mine, and the gold is mine. John chapter 3 verse 27 says, A man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. James 1 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And come it down from the Father of light with whom there is no variableness, neither any shadow of turning. But the question is this, am I pleasing God with what he has given me? Am I pleasing God in my use of time? Am I pleasing God in my use of talent? Am I pleasing God in the friends I work with? In the places I go? Am I pleasing God by the priorities? By the priorities I have? The reason why some people get into trouble with God and with man is that they are not pleasing God. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus made it supreme and he pointed it out. Everybody looked at Jesus they saw there was a presence, there was a power, there was a glory, there was an attraction, there was a beauty about his life. But they did not know the secret. I want to show you the secret now and it's out in God's word. John chapter 8 verse 29, Jesus said, My father who sent me is always with me. And have not left me alone. Why? Because I do always those things that are well pleasing in His sight. See, that's the secret of my ministry. That's the secret behind my ministry. My Father who sent me is always with me. And He has not left me alone. Why? Because I do always, not sometimes, not most times, those things. That I were pleasing in his sight. Listen to one translation and what it says. It said, My father who sent me is always with me and not let me alone. For I always do what is acceptable to him. Let me say this to you. Whenever I do something and I feel uncomfortable about it, I undo it quickly. I say, Lord, I'm sorry. Because God's word tells us we should be quick to repent. When I do something and I feel i have spoken at times to some people and i speak to them and i speak to them and they leave and god said mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i wouldn't speak to them like that and i called them down and i said i'm sorry i'm sorry that i said that i'm sorry that i spoke like that Amen. I shouldn't have spoken like that. If I want to be like Jesus, my words must tally with the way he speaks. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, 6. He said, Let your conversation be without covetousness. for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you that you may boldly say. Jesus Himself said his father taught him how to speak. We are told in Exodus chapter 4, verse 12, he said, I will teach you what you will say. Exodus 4:15, I will teach you what you will do. So, I mean, the prophet of God, Samuel, told Israel in First Samuel twelve twenty-three. He said, "The Lord forbid that I cease in praying for you. The Lord forbid you until He saw someone that had no leg, and then He was grateful. He was grateful. We need to learn to be thankful because Thanksgiving please Him. In Luke seventeen, you read from seventeen to nineteen. Jesus Christ healed ten lepers." and one of them only remembered to come and with a louder voice than the voice of petition he gave thanks to God and Jesus said we are there not ten that were cleansed that is to let you know that he is grateful when you register your appreciation Jesus is the brightness of his glory the image of his person thanksgiving was something that he looked forward to he, look do you know in the ministry of Jesus Christ not many people remember to give him thanks how many people came back that he healed that, that gave him the how many people How many of them? All through his life, he worked for people that were thankless. But he was thankful. Number two, if you want to please God, you don't just need to be thankful. Another thing you need to do is that you need to honor God. People don't know that honor is something that God appreciates. Malachi 1.6 He said, A son honoreth his father, a servant feareth his master. He said, If I am your father, where is my honor? If I am your master, where is my fear? Do you know Jesus commanded that you and I should honor our earthly fathers? Ephesians 62. He said, Honor your father and your mother, that it may be well with you. (laughs) But people, you see, he's not talking about himself there. But do you know that he appreciates honor? The word honor, what does it mean? It is showing, look at it, the word honor means showing usually merited respect. Many of us are disrespectful to God. We don't respect God in God's house. We don't respect God's authority. God said if I am your father, where is my honor? When you give money to God You are disrespectful Because the Bible tells us Not only should we respect God by words of mouth But by deeds and truths What does the Bible say in Proverbs 3 verse 9 He said honor the Lord With your substance The word honor In English says Showing show Usually merited respect But among the Hebrews Let me tell you what the meaning of honor is Honor is giving to somebody the right and the authority to tell you what you should do. That is honor. If I am your father you want to get married, you will bring the date to me. That's not honor. That is dishonor. That's disrespect. If you bring the date to me, you are not honoring me. But if you come to me and say, sir, I want to get married, sir. I want you to give me a date. Now that is honor. Which means you are giving me the authority And the right To tell you what you should do That is honor When the Bible talks about honor That is definition of honor Giving somebody else the authority Romans 13 verse 7 It says give honor to whom honor is due If somebody gives you honor Because honor is due to you That is respect If he gives you honor If he allows you to tell him a heart what to do. As a young minister, you may say, sir, the call of God is for my life. I'm a member of this church, and I know God is dealing with me. You have trained me. I have served here. Sir, I want you to appoint a day for me when you pray for me and send me forth. Now that is honor. But when you come and say, well, two weeks time I'm leaving, that's dishonor, that's disrespect. God says, honor me. If I'm your father, where is my honor? Jesus told the people in John chapter 5, verse 30. John chapter 5, verse 17. He said, I can do nothing of myself. That is honor. He was honoring the Father. John 5 23 says, Whosoever honors the Father should also honor the son. God's word tells us that there are certain people who are going to be hanged by the hand. According to Lamentations 5:12, he said, These are the people. That do not honor the face of the elders. And who is the eldest of the elders? God himself. First Samuel two thirty. He said that honor me. Will I honor. You know why you are not honored by God? Because you don't honor him. Be not deceived. God is not more whatsoever. A man swear that shall hear it. You choose your inheritance yourself. God is the one who is supposed to do it for you. God is the one who is supposed to do it for you. The Bible says in Proverbs 3.6 I cannot let him in all your ways Just tell him And he will direct you And one translation says in Proverbs 3.6 When you acknowledge him in all your ways He will make the way smooth God is not asking you to clear the road He is going to be the one who is going to do that for you He said you not go out in haste Isaiah 52 verse 12 Neither by fright for the Lord will go ahead of you You know something? We are dishonorable under the Bible, anybody who dishonor his athlete parent is cursed. Read Leviticus 19:23. The way some of us behave is dishonoring to the spiritual leadership under which you got saved. Dishonoring. You know more than your teachers, of course. But you don't read the Bible as much as they do. Because the only person who said, I know more than my teachers because I beg your word. My testimony, you sell up you you're out there in the business of living, and so you can't know more than your teachers. The Yoruba says there is no way a knife can be so sharp that it will carve the very wood at its own base. Some of you have forgotten who you used to be. You only think about who you are now, is dishonoring. And when you dishonor God, God said, Those that honor me will I honor? He said, Those who despise me. Are we also lightly extinct? In the days when Christ was here in Matthew 15, he said they draw near me with their mouth and they honor me with their lips. Do you know that people who honor me with their lips? Yeah, ah, bah, bah. Myo, bah myo. But you see, many of the things you do, I know nothing about it. It's dishonoring. For me to hear that a member of the church here who have been laboring over for years, casting out devils, laying hands on you, teaching you the word of God, is getting married in two weeks' time to an unbeliever. That is dishonoring. And when you dishonor me like that. God is not happy because God is also dishonored. None of the things we do, God never knows about it. I remember the young man in University of Illinois here years ago who was expelled from the university. The young man was going to go to university. He prayed, God, what course should I choose? And God told him the course to choose. So he entered for the course. When he finished 100 level, he did so well. So he changed his course without telling God. After three, four years in university, they told him to go. We begged, it's called 38, in two courses, one 137. one 37. We prayed, we begged, we solicited, we, we knelt down, we commanded, we uprooted, we took the picture of the lecturer, we prayed over it, we anointed the lecturer with oil. There's nothing we did not do. The man did not change the mark, so he left. But before he left, I asked God, I said, God, why are you so adamant? God said, I'm not aware of that course that he's doing. The one I'm aware he did was the one he entered the university. When he changed to this one, he did not tell me. He dishonored me. They that honor me will I honor. They that despise me, he said we also likely me When people honor you, they please you. When they give you the ability to choose a debt. When they give you the authority and the right. Because they know your labor over there. They honor you. And when they do that, they please you you do that to god god i know you are telling me to go into the ministry god i know you're telling me to get married god i know you're telling me to relocate god but it's in your hand it's in your hand it's no longer i that live but christ the life which i don't live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me. number three if you want to please god another thing you need to do is you need to love god the word of God tells us about the love of God towards us. Romans 5.8 While we are yet sinners, God commended his love. God proved his love. God demonstrated his love. In the while we are sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Isaiah 43 verse 4. Since you are precious in my sight, you have been honorable. Therefore will like I give men for you and people for your life. Since you have been, since since you're precious, myself, you have been horrible and I have loved thee. Therefore, will like I get men for you and people for your life? But do you know something that will, God loves? You know something that will please God? That you and I should love him. When our parents love us, it's supposed to be expected. But when we love our parents, they are very happy. That's why Deuteronomy 65. He said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. That is why Matthew 22, 37 says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Psalm 31, 23 says, Love the Lord, O ye ye things. The devil knows what your love for God will give you. Let me say this to you. If you want to see God in your life, Begin to love him the way you are supposed to. I will share this with you in first Corinthians 2 9. He said, I had not seen, he had not had, neither has it entered into the hearts of men. The things that God have laid in store for who? For those who love him. Everybody whom God loves, there are some things you will get. But those who love God, there are special things for you. Listen to this scripture, James 1:12. He said, Blessed is he that I endure temptation. For when he's tempted, he shall receive the crown of life which God have reserved for those who love him. Mm. Listen to this again. People think, well, no matter what, God loves me. God loves me, He gives you some things, but when you love God, He give you things that is not common. A child that loves the Father so well we get some things that other children will not get. I was accusing one of my children this morning. He just wakes up like a dog in the morning. No hello, no prostration, nothing. I told him, I said, you think I owe you something? I owe you nothing. But there's another child in the home. Every day, whether in school or out of school, he will come and prostrate. Good morning, sir. How are you, sir? Every day, now that kind of a child though you should not be partial but you see God is partial to those who love him and he's not wrong in doing that if you think he is check the Word. listen to this Romans eight twenty-eight. listen to what it says. it says we know that all things work together for good for them who love God it's not for everybody in the church many things are not working together for good for some people Something happened to me recently. And I said to God, you know I love you. And God said, yes. God said, by the time I deal with it, I will bring it out in a way that's going to be special. And when he did it, he brought it out in a way that is not covered. He gave it to me on a part of gold. The person who was serving me had a platter, had a gold gloves, standing with gold teeth and gold earrings and a gold cap. There is something about loving God. When you love God, He's pleased. He is pleased. God will love everybody generally. He does. But for those who love God, there is a crown that He has reserved. There are some blessings that He has reserved. Whatever God wants to do to, to please Him, is something you can do. You have the capacity to love God. But among many people are, some, I, say, ah, I love God. Your action does not show it. You love pleasure more than God. Jesus Christ, look at Peter. He did not say, Peter, do you have faith? He said, Peter, do you love me? The question today in the church is not whether you have time, but do you love me? Love me more than this? Love you more than my... Do you love me more than your brother or sister? Do you love me more than your job? Do you love me more than the things you pursue? Some people will spend... 10,000 on a shoe But they will never When we were building this hall I saw the secret where some people have remained poor for so long I saw it Nobody becomes rich By working hard Proverbs 23 verse 4 Labor not to be rich Seize From your own wisdom Why? Proverbs 10:22: The blessing of the Lord maketh rich And added no soul I no soul. When people love God, you see it in the way they use their money. You see what they sponsor. You need what they devote their time to. You, we the, you see where they spend most of their time. When we come to the prayer meeting of this church and we meet only 100 people, it shows that not many God lovers are here. When we come to midweek service and we meet just 200 people, it really shows that we only live on Sundays it's a daily thing. In the early church, daily they were in the temple. From house to house. That is why God added to the church daily. Was saved. That was why nobody was able to join themselves to them. Because God distinguished them. Because he has set his love upon me. Psalm 9, verse He said, Therefore, will I deliver him? And we set him on high. Because he has known my name. You cannot walk in the company of some people Because you see their level of love for God is serious God will go to 10,000 miles To save them and to keep them If you don't love God the same way Don't venture with those people That's why it's dangerous to walk in crowd Or walk with people Because some people have God's strength on their side More than you can ever imagine It's not the position of the title we carry in church That matters Our love for God Another thing that we need to do as children My God, how many have I given now? that will make him pleased another thing that pleased God is that when as children we operate in unquestionable obedience obedience pleased God that was the secret of Jesus life Philippians 2, he made himself obedient even to the point of the cross God said there's only one command Jeremiah 7:23. He said, this is one thing I have commanded. Obey me. hearken to my voice and it shall be well with you. Jeremiah 42 verse 6. He said, whether it's easy, whether it's difficult, we have to obey the voice of the Lord our God that may be well up with us. Isaiah 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the Lord because God will be happy with you. If you read Deuteronomy 11 27. One of the conditions for blessing is obedience. He said, "When you obey the voice of the Lord your God, then these blessings will come upon you." God does not bless disobedience. First Peter 1.13 He said, "As obedient children, we should not fashion ourselves according to the former laws." God wants us to be unquestionably obedient without negotiation. He wants us to obey Him timely. He wants us to obey him without being forced second corinthians 2 9 you need, it says we need to obey him in all things are you an obedient child why was all rejected because of partial obedience some of you are obeying god partially in ministry some of us are obeying god partially in the money god has asked us to give you are not giving everything you are giving part of it that is why your blessing is not full good measure pressed down shaken together Running over. We all have been there before. God wants unquestionable obedience. 1 Samuel 15:22. He said to obey is better than sacrifice, to hack it, than the fat of rams. In 1 Samuel 13, Saul was rejected because he was not obedient. In 1 Samuel 15, Saul was rejected because he was not obedient. When we obey, God is happy. When you obey, God is happy. When you disobey, God is sad. God is sad. God is sad. Though you are a child. Hebrews five eight says, Jesus learned them by the thing that he suffered. Let me close here. What are you saying, Brother George? What I'm saying is this is as simple as it goes. There is no pleasing God when you are disobedient. You cannot sing the lost song in a strange land. But when you are obedient, God will shield you from the wicked device of the enemy. From the arrow that flies by day and the wicked imagination of the hearts of men. What they thought will bury you will promote you. What they thought will do away with you we elevate you. It happened to Daniel. It happened to, to Joseph. It happened to the three Hebrew children. They were obedient. They did not say because nobody was looking at us, we will eat things that were offered to idols. They obeyed unconditionally. They obeyed consistently. They obeyed instantly. It is my desire. Obedience, I do not negotiate obedience. I don't. I do not. I have never did a Because, let me say this to you. To whom can I go? Who can be my help? Who can do for me what only God is ordained to do? Number five. If you want to please God, another thing is faith, faith, faith. The history is clearly there. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That is why many Christians are failing. The people that perished in the wilderness on the way to the promised land what was their sin unbelief Hebrews 3:19 they could not enter in there because of their own unbelief If you want your report to change faith Mark 11:22 is it have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith If you read Hebrews 11 those are the people that God was pleased with But there is one thing before all of their names. By faith. Through faith. That is always in front of their name. Hebrews 11.6. If you read from the beginning. Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. The first elder is God. By faith we know that the world was framed by the word of God. So that the thing that we see, we are made from things that do not appear. Abraham pleased God by faith. Moses pleased God by faith. Reah pleased God by faith. Everybody in that scripture, you say, by faith. That chapter, by faith, true faith. That is why he said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He that believeth, John six forty seven has. When Christ was here... Whenever he looked at people and said, why is it that you have no faith? He's not happy. Whenever he said, why is it that your faith is little? He's not happy. Whenever he said, why is it that you doubt me? He's not happy. But do you know what is happy at? Great is thy faith. In Matthew 8, 8, he was very happy with the centurion. He said, great is your faith. In Matthew 15, he was very happy with the Phoenician woman. He says, great is thy faith. Faith! Pleases him. Since I became a child of God. I realized the value of Habakkuk 2.4. It says now. The just. Shall live. By faith. But he. Whose soul is lifted up in him. Is not upright. A man who lives by faith. Depends only on God. For his supply. Let me say this to you. I have never needed to beg a man in life since I became a Christian 26 years ago for anything. Not because I'm proud or cocky, but he supplies my need according to his riches in glory in response to faith. Faith is the key that opens the treasure house of the limitless resources of God. If you live by your salary, your life will be limited. If you live by borrowing and loaning money from people when you lack, there are some things that will be too big for you to borrow money for. Our equipments have arrived from the United States of America. Running into tens of thousands of dollars. We paid for it, cash, by faith. When I was ordering the equipments, there was nothing. But I looked up to God. I said, God, when you told Solomon to build the temple, you didn't just tell him to do it, but you also gave him what he was going to fill the house. Proverbs 24, verse 3. By wisdom a house is built, by understanding is established. Through knowledge of God, the chambers of that house are filled with precious and pleasant things. A wise man is strong. Yeah, a man of knowledge is greatest strength. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your time and the strength of your salvation. You have been limited because you, you don't operate by faith. You don't feed yourself on the word. When you feed on the word, faith comes by healing, and healing by the word. Faith pleases God. Whenever Christ saw faith, he was very happy. He went to Nazareth and in five, and he was. He was unhappy there because there was no faith. When the apostles were crying in the midst of the storm, he was unhappy with them. He said, why is it that you have no faith? When Peter was sinking in the Matthew 14, he looked at him and said, why did you doubt me, O you of little faith? You want to please God. Christ walked by faith. When he stood before Lazarus' tomb, He was praying by faith. When he was healing the sick, it was by faith. When he was doing everything he did, by faith. By faith. He said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. The reason why some things have not happened is because they only respond to faith. My time is up here. Two more things. I'll just say and leave. If you want to please God, another thing you need to do is... One thing that will please God is when you're representing well. When you represent God well. Many of us are not representing God well at all. To the sinner, we are not representing God well. To the unbeliever in a working place, we are not representing God well. If they look at the way you live, they will never know Jesus died for your sins. The apostles said in Acts 5.29, We well, will rather obey God than man. An ambassador of any country in another country must represent his home government well. You are now ambassadors of Christ. But how are we representing God? You get angry like an unbeliever. You curse like an unbeliever. You pray that your, your, your enemies will die like an unbeliever. The quickest way to kill your enemy is not to eliminate them. It's for them to be alive and see you prosper. It will kill them faster with hypertension and ulcer. That's why it says, thou prepared the devil for me in the presence of my enemies. Proverbs 25, 21. When your enemy is hungry, give him food. If he starts to give him water, in this way you heap coals of fire upon his head and God will give you a reward. When somebody calls you blessing. I picked a message years ago. You need to get it. God's winning formula. When they persecute you and despise you use you. Pray for them, love your enemies. bless them that curse you. Pray for them that they spitefully use you and persecute you. Jesus did what He did. The very people that crucified him, he said, "Father, forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. They don't. If they know that, let me say this to you, when I was an unbeliever, Moshe. Madari kan is a medicine. I said Madari nkan buruku komi. That's what it means. Madari komi. Me. Now I was going to face me with Eve. Madari kan e ko sit in Bamba bo ba Ah. Tabani e mo Tabani e mo Aba. I forgot him don worry. Madari nkan buruku komi. Ah. I want you see I was so confident. There have been instances when I committed a crime, they will come and arrest my neighbour and my friend and take him. And I say, yeah! I just You inoculate yourself with more darker scriptures. You inoculate yourself. That man go, brother. you yell, only. Ah, emega. And he said, he said, when you know who you are and that you are pleasing God, I shall be wall of fire And about you and the glow in the midst of you. You represent him well. A father is always happy when somebody represents them well. I remember some years ago I came home and I told my father, I said, somebody was, was calling you. you know, my father used to be very tough. Inspector of Education in the north, and they used to call him Kankura, chief inspector of education in the northern Nigeria. They call him Kankura, which means head of Aina. They say, Kankura. Kankura. So when they saw me one day, they said, I go that I was that is the head of the The child of head of uh, so I came home and I cried. I father I said somebody was calling you. So what did you do? I said, I've come to report. He said, go and die there. Go and die there. I said, why? He said, tel- my grandfather, in those days when he goes to the war and they cut off his head, you bring another person's head back home. He said, so dear, there is never a week of mockery. I said, He put that And so we go back there And I will fight and fight and fight And we come bloody saying, hey. Are you hearing me today We need to represent our God Where Jesus said He that has seen me Have seen the Father We must reflect the resource of heaven We must reflect the beauty of our God We must reflect what God stands for. And, uh, go back there. It's better to die in faith than to live in doubt. The founding fathers of this ministry, when they go out and they come back at times, I know that some exchange of blows have occurred because when we started this ministry in those days it was terrible in this town he called us a social club because in those days we used to look and do lights for our services one day someone was criticizing us he said in that church you know what they do special treats on December 31st night they put up the lights and they, and they say <speaking in Spanish> so one of the young founding fathers of this ministry he got to a place and they were casting that expensive joke. He said, Do you know who you are talking about? Do you know what you are saying? By the time they saw the young on his face, they said, look at your neighbor and say, Represent us well. Come on, represent Jesus well. In your place of work, in your school, represent him well. Jesus said in John 10 30, He that has seen me. He said, I and the Father, we are one. John 10 30. It pleased God when you represent Him well. When you stand before the exahendrin and defend your faith. When you maintain a good profession before many witnesses. When you stand like Jesus stood before Pilate. And stand for the integrity and truth of what you are. Never bow your knees to the God of this world. Light will overcome. The light shining in darkness. The darkness cannot comprehend it. And I am an ambassador of the faith. Now we are ambassadors for Christ. If the ambassador of Nigeria... I like the way some of the ambassadors of Nigeria speak on behalf of Nigeria outside. Even when they are saying something wrong. In the days of uh, this man, architect, is he Ikini? Even he himself who was saying he knew what was saying was wrong. But he was saying it with God. He did not say... We, sad, we we don't know what sad, what we do alone on signing dark dark you law. I'm ready this morning one more thing if you are going to be pleasing to God God wants us to know him and to understand him in Jeremiah 9 23 24 is that not the wise man glory in his wisdom, let not the strong man glory in his strength. Let not the nobleman glory in his nobility. Let him that glorious, glorious in this that he knoweth and he understandeth me. When we know our Heavenly Father and we understand him, he is happy. Because that is his heart desire. The reason why he gave us the word, the reason why he gave us the spirit, the reason why he brought us this church is that you will know as you are known. That you comprehend with the sense the length, the, length, the breadth, the height, and the width. And you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I made up my mind years ago. I was going to be like Jesus. And I saw in Jesus the power of pleasing his father. And I made up my mind. I know it's going to be costly. I know it's going to take efforts more than usual. But I made up my mind. I will pay the price. Today I'm where I am. Not because there's anything special about me not because there's anything special about my background but one thing is that I know one thing that can never be taken from me is my commitment and devotion to please God and that is the rule of action to please God in every place I go in everything I do in everything I say in every person I relate to in the way I serve in the music I listen to if something will not please God I will not do it Why? Because I don't have any other body, any other person, apart from God. And I know you too know you don't have any other person apart from God. You know. Those uncles or cousins or friends or nephews, when the chips are down, they will disappoint you. Begin to put your root in the ground so that God can build up your life to nourish you, to be the person he wants you to be. Failure is not your portion. Success in your inheritance—you not come behind in any area. The purpose of God, according to election, will come to pass for you. The principles I'm sharing are the ones I live by. If they do not work for me, I can't tell you. I don't preach theory. Like some people are not married, they're preaching about marriage. What do you know? If it's not working for me, I was in a marriage seminar, and I saw the young man. I said, "Is he married?" They said, "Married last year." I said, "Tell him to leave the stage," because there are some things you can never know. Unless you are there, unless you are there, and when you have proven it, Job said in Job 5:27, lo, this thing we have sacked it, so it is. Hear it and know it for your good. I know it will work in your hand like it's working in my hand. There's nothing special about my hand to walk in your mouth like it's working in my mouth. There's nothing special about my mouth to walk in your life like it's working in my life. There's nothing. I want to demystify the fact that certain things only work for some people. I want you to know that when you operate the principle of God, it will produce results for you. Are you there this morning? Lift up, look at your neighbor and say, Are you ready for this? Do you desire this? may the Lord help you. Stand on your feet and praise Him. Come on, let's worship Him and thank Him this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hands and bless Him. One minute. Just bless him and appreciate him. Let him know how much you appreciate him this morning. Let him know where you stand with him this morning. He is a good God. We will be a little bit solemn in our prayer this morning. Put your hand on your chest like this. And make a commitment to God. I don't know what you really need to make that commitment. Make a commitment to God. I want us to be solemn this morning. Make a commitment to God. Come on, make a commitment to God, make a commitment.